Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly. Welcome to your Monday. Well, if you'd like to be part of today's program, 800-848-WABC is the number, 800-848-9222. And as always, especially on the Monday, we're just bursting at the seams with news. So much happens over a weekend. So we'll do the best we can in getting to some of the important, most of the important stories. Uh, there are a lot, there's a lot of polling up. We'll cover some of it uh, today including the golden tip poll is out. I'm going to try to get into that a little bit more in depth. Maybe we can get uh, Princess Di to uh, help go through the golden tip poll with us this week, at some point this week. But the right track wrong poll is out by uh, Rasmussen, and less than 20% of Americans think the country's on the on the right track right now. I think it stands at 19%. Less than 20% think we are on the right track. How does that do you, huh? Uh, there is also polling data that shows most Democrats don't want Joe Biden in 2024. Now, the CNBC reporting on this poll has their own unique spin to it. Here's their headline from CNBC. And see, I would, I would uh, let me know if you agree with this or not, Okay. Most Democrats want someone other than Biden to run for president in 2024, says CNBC. But, but he could still beat Trump, poll says. Now, that's the part that I'm incredulous about. Do you think, I mean, let's put cheating aside. Do you think in a fair election that, there is, that it would be possible after this performance that we have seen over Joe Biden his presidency, that there's any way that people prefer this economy, this state of affairs, over the economy and state of affairs we had when Donald Trump was presiding as president. Do you honestly think that people look at where we are now as the good days and wouldn't want Donald Trump to bring back the roaring economy and to absolutely do things to help secure the borders? Do you honestly think people would vote for Joe Biden again? Over Donald Trump, I know many of you are saying they didn't the first time. They didn't. I, I, yeah, okay, let's. But but Biden's in the White House. Do you think that a Trump 
Biden head-to-head in a fair election, is there any way that you could see Joe Biden winning? I don't know. Today, Joe Biden got... Okay, then. Today, Joe Biden got interrupted by Manuel Oliver. Manuel Oliver, Manuel Oliver's son, Joaquin, Joaquin, was um, shot at Parkland. He's one of the Parkland shooting victims. No one quite knows what he has to say, but, but Biden told him, sit down. You'll hear what I have to say if you think. And then Oliver says, I've been trying to tell you this for years, for years. Well, let me finish my comment. Let him talk. Let him talk, Biden says. But then they escorted him out. And Biden went on to say, make no, make no, since this, this legislation that he's proposing, they're, they're calling now for a ban. What is this legislation? It's not, it's a ban on assault weapons. I would like to know if they go ahead with this, if Democrats go ahead with this, how how are they going to identify what an assault weapon is? I'm still waiting for the definition of that. There is a story in the the, uh, New York Post today. There are two, actually. About this bodega incident that is still on our minds. Uh, Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg ignored the New York Post and their questions about Big Apple bodega clerk Jose Alba on Monday. Amid mounting pressure to drop murder charges, the embattled DA was silent as he arrived at his downtown office first thing Monday. Walked inside, Post asking if he's had any comment. He just walks right by him. Bragg has faced a heavy backlash since his office decided to charge Alba with second-degree murder for killing an ex-con who attacked him behind a Manhattan bodega county last week. Surveillance, surveillance footage of the fatal ordeal showed the bodega Kirk fighting off the enraged Austin Simon, 35, just moments before Mr. Alba stabbed him inside the Hamilton Heights grocery store on July 1st. There's new video that appears to show his girlfriend pulling a knife from her first purse and stabbing Alba in the shoulder. Now this con, this ex-con criminal later died. He was stabbed in the neck. So doubtful that he was going to live, but that's terrible. That's yeah, it is. But that's what happens when you go and you rob people and you go and you're trying to take somebody, you're fighting with people going behind the counter of the store where you put someone's life in danger. Now, just to show you what kind of guy Mr. Alba is. In Spanish, he said today, well, yesterday, he didn't think this was going to happen. He explained to a reporter, at that moment, speaking of the moment he was being robbed, At that moment, I was in shock. I didn't know what to do and what to say. He says he feels very sad. I feel very sad. Asked if he had a message for the dead man's grieving family, Alba said he was sorry. I'd like to tell them I didn't want to do this. This happened. 
I don't know how in the moment this happened, but I'm also sad. I know what the pain is. I ask that they please forgive me because I didn't want to do that. Now, to some, it may sound like asking forgiveness as an admission of guilt. I would say that it is not in this case. I would say that Mr. Alba is a human being that has a conscious, has a set of values that speak to him and inform his life very strongly, and he's asking forgiveness because he took a life. And even if it's self, in self-defense, he feels badly about the death of a man, a man who was, in many, was trying to kill him. This is a man, Mr. Alba, with a conscience. And again, remember, all this happened because why? Because the girlfriend was trying to buy a bag of potato chips on her debit card. The debit card was repeatedly denied. He, then the boyfriend, is going to be Mr. Big and show his girlfriend that he knows how to take care of business. So he goes behind the counter to start a beatdown because Mr. Alba refused to sell chips, potato chips or some kind of chips, to this woman because her debit card was being declined. One might say apparently she didn't have the funds or there was some other kind of mix-up with the debit card. We don't know. But they wanted to hurt this man over a bag of chips. A bag of chips. A bag of chips. And then she pulls out a knife during all this and stabs him in the arm. And to date, Alvin Bragg and his wonderful New York prosecutors, the woke prosecutors, the woke district attorney, will not press charges against the girlfriend who started all of this business. Instead, the man who had to fight and defend for his life, who right now feels very sad because he has a conscience over the life that he was forced to take. Right now, the Manhattan District Attorney and his officers are pursuing, trying to make Jose Alba's life a living hell because he was put in a position where he had to defend himself against a repeat criminal who breached the security of the store, who attacked a store worker with the intent to do major bodily harm, if not kill him. Alvin Bragg needs to be removed from office. There's no two ways about this. The more this happens and the more that these zealous progressives stay in office, the greater danger they are to the people of New York, the greater danger they are to law-abiding citizens. And Alvin Bragg needs to be fired from this job. He is not competent to be a district attorney in a city like New York where you have to make judgments of life and death and where apparently he can't even make a, a, a common sense judgment of what is proper self-defense. Anybody. This isn't difficult. This is not a difficult one. There's video to support 
this man's claims. He was attacked. Nothing in the world should be an easier decision. And Mr. Alba, by the way, also bears the stab wound from the girlfriend. And the girlfriend walks away from all of this when she's the main protagonist in it. It's shocking. You know, all all this weekend, I had to do a quick road trip this weekend. And part of it was um, I was listening to my friend's Pandora station or whatever it is. And every two minutes after you hear a nice song, you got to listen to this Black Lives Matter crap message that comes on about how black lives matter and every black voice should be listened to with blah, 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 blah. And see, this is the kind of crap that, that is destroying our society's norms. This idea that because somebody's black, they should be listened to. Or if some black criminal comes into the store and tries to beat to death an elderly clerk, they should be, we should all sit around and mourn for him and his criminalness. And his crooked girlfriend is not even charged with the crime that she committed when all of this is her fault. And yet we have to have these two as the victims and this hardworking, honest man has been cast as a villain. Come on, this is This is all an outgrowth of this wokeism that has infected this country. And the BLM movement is part of this wokeism. The wokeism extends to the Antifa, where you can't arrest those thugs and criminals that can go on and loot, destroy, commit arsons, burn cities down for months at a time. This wokeism is found in the public schools, where you have now another set of thugs, but these are sexual thugs. They want to groom your kindergarten kids. They want to groom your first grader. They want to groom your second grader. And when you tell them, no, you can't groom these kids, well, they'll go get some woke corporation to stand beside them and demand that they have the right to groom your children and think something's wrong with you because you stand up against it. 180 degrees out of phase. James Golden, a.k.a. Snyder. We are coming back. Your calls will be. Yes, they will. A big part of the program today, and the last time I said that, boy, some guy reamed me when I didn't take enough telephone calls. But your calls will be a big part of the, uh, the, uh, the show today, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. And remember, we're coming back right after this. <laughs> it's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly Rush on Rush. 77 WABC. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush, Rush. Collins. 
brings us back on WABC Talk Radio 77. I was listening to some Phil Collins over the weekend. What a remarkable artist he is. Of course, from the days of Genesis, everybody in Genesis was just incredible. And they went on to solo careers, and Phil Collins is just one of the most amazing lights. Dancing to the light. Um, CNBC, their analyst, David Farber, is suggesting that Elon Musk could go to jail. <laughs> could go to jail. And that's the response that people have, and they're laughing at this guy. Go to jail over Twitter. Because now, you know, uh, look, Twitter, the way this is playing out, and Elon Musk was making fun of it. He, he He's making fun of this whole thing. He says, first, they told me I couldn't buy Twitter. Then I buy Twitter. And now they tell me I can't get rid of it because they're not disclosing the bot information. Now they have to disclose the bot information in court. And this is just amazing. This man wants to spend these billions of dollars, 44, imagine this. Imagine you had $44 billion. I think a lot of you would want to spend it on something other than Twitter. But imagine you had $44 billion. And you say, okay, I want to buy Twitter. And then the little libs have a panic attack. Oh, no, 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 no. We can't have you buying this. We need Twitter. We need Twitter. We need Twitter to make sure that, 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 that the election in this country goes, goes right. We got to be able to support the liberals of our choice. And we have to be able to suppress conservative voices on Twitter. And we have to be able to suppress the voices of doctors that we don't want to hear from. And we have to hear, we have to have Twitter to suppress uh, people that are pro-life. And anyway, okay, you have $44 billion, we'll, 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 we'll take it. So then you say, with your $44 billion, fine, show me the books. Can you show me how many actual users you really have? No, we're not going to show you how many users we have. Just give us the $44 billion. But 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 wait a minute. But this may be a false valuation. Maybe instead of all the users you claim you have, maybe you only have 75% of them. Maybe you have 80%. Maybe you have 50%. I'd like to see the numbers on how many people actually use this service. And they tell you, no. So what, you're our new owner. We're not going to show you what you're buying. We're not going to show you the details of what you're buying. Just buy it. You'll find out what's in it after you buy it. Doesn't that sound familiar? Doesn't that sound like Nancy Pelosi's, hey, you have to pass the bill in order to find out what's really in it. This is what Democrats and liberals have been pulling this sham on Americans for decades. No, we're not going to show you what's in this thing you're buying. We're not going to show you what's in Obamacare. You have to pass it first. Then you'll find out what's in it. No, we're not going to tell you what's in this gun control bill where we want to just say, let's ban things. You have to pass it first. Then you'll find out whether you can keep your weapon or not. No. We're not going to tell you what's in this tax bill. You have to pass it first. Then you can find out how much of your hard-earned money we're going to confiscate from you so we can spend on our left-wing buddies. 
not good. This is the way Democrats conduct policy. This is the way Democrats play politics. This is the way, apparently, that liberals and progressives do business even in the private sector. Buy it first, then find out exactly what you've bought. And I am so happy that Elon Musk is not playing along with this. And now you have these CNBC analysts suggesting that because Elon Musk actually wants to see what's in the deal that he's buying, that he should be a candidate to go to jail. Did you have fun flying over the weekend? Cheryl Chumley, our friend over at the Washington Times, has an article today that Pete Buttigieg is ineffective and should be fired. Went on television news, totally watching audience. He's wrapped up 10, 10 investigations into late and canceled flight. And he's launched another 10 investigation. He says, that's great. 10 plus 10 equals 20. And only another mm, 10,000 or so. And services will really start to be scratched. Perhaps 10,000 is low. Between Saturday and Monday of the Independence Weekend alone, United U.S. American Airlines, not American Airlines, but United States Airlines, between them canceled about 2,500 flights. So many more delays. In a June 16th meeting, our Transportation Secretary, Pete Buttigieg, told the airlines that he would be monitoring them closely. You know what they did? The very next day, they canceled his flight to New York. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's time for Buttigieg to go, Cheryl says. Even simple solutions don't meet with his approval. One solution, get this, because there's a pilot shortage. So one solution is to extend the mandatory 65-year-old retirement age of pilots to 67. His response, no. These retirement ages are there for a reason, and the reason is safety. I'm not going to be on board anything that would compromise safety. Now, what's clearly the case, we need to cultivate, train, and support a new generation of qualified pilots. So it's okay for a 79-year-old man with obvious mental deficiencies to run the United States of America, Cheryl says, but it's not okay. It's not okay to allow a 65-year-old experienced pilot to keep his job for another two years. What kind of sense does that make? It's okay to have Joe Biden repeat the line, repeat the line, end of quote, repeat the line, repeat the line, repeat the line. Who said that? Joe Biden says that. Ron Burgundy, Joe Biden. So it's okay to have Joe Biden, who appears to be declining, according to every, every, every common sense look at the guy. He's 79. He can run the country, but we can't have pilots that are 66 years old. We can't have pilots who have to take exams to prove 
that they're in good shape, who have to take eye exams, who have to take rigorous exams in order to fly. We can't have them flying commercial airlines because they're over the magic age of 65. So Cheryl Chumley, Washington Times, it's time for Pete Buttigieg to be fired. By the way, uh, Buttigieg is in the news. He's defending his husband. His husband has been on a tear making snarky uh, tweets after Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh and other diners at a Washington restaurant had their, uh, their meals interrupted rudely. That story today in BizPack Review. So, Mr. I don't know, I guess uh, the husband is Chasten Buttigieg. I don't know how that really, he is. Yeah, he took his, he took his husband's last name, I guess. So, Mr. Buttigieg is defending Mr. Buttigieg for his snarky remarks. Is Is this any way to run an airline? I don't think so. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdy, coming back. More news and your calls after this. Rush. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Bo Snurdly. On 77 WABC. The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly. One of the most famous movie themes of all time. You know. Who is your favorite Bond? It's got to be Pierce Brosnan. Oh, really? Daniel Craig gets my vote. He was a really good one. I'm going to miss him a lot. And before Daniel Craig, I would have to say it was Sean Connery. Roger Moore wasn't bad either. Eh. But the Roger Moore bonds were kind of silly. Anyway, Monty Norman... British composer who wrote the theme for James Bond has died 94 years old. This is a lengthy story of how this theme to James Bond came about. And actually, John Barry rearranged it. Excuse me. And a lot of people thought that he was the writer, and he wasn't. Barry had to take him to court to assert his ownership. He sued the Sunday Times for libel over a 1997 article asserting that the theme was composed by John Barry. He won that and got 30,000 pounds in damage. See, yeah, I can't trust the media for much sometimes. But anyway, Mr. Monty Norman, arrest in peace. That theme is going to live on. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Bond now that Daniel Craig is gone. The Daniel Craig movies were really good. I, I got to tell you they were. Now, Pierce Brosnan movies, I don't know. (sighs) Maybe for the kids. (laughs) I'm not going to start. Okay, don't. Because, uh, okay, I I won't start with you either. We're all entitled to our favorites, and if Pierce Brosnan's your favorite, (sighs) more power to you. (laughs) Thank you very much. Uh, You're welcome. You're welcome very much. Um, By the way, 
speaking of things Brit and not, Mark Stein will not be with us tomorrow. Mark Stein is still traveling. However, Miranda Devine will be here. And there is a lot to discuss with Miranda Devine. Did you know that that site, Foreskin or whatever it is, what's the name of that site? Foreskin? For what? For For, 4chan. Oh, 4chan, not Foreskin. Not Foreskin. (laughs) That site, apparently 4chan's hacked into, um, uh, uh, what's his face? It's Hunter Biden's laptop and found a bunch of Foreskin, apparently. Uh, They found some pretty nasty stuff in there. But we've been hearing about that all along, that this guy is a, a total perv. And a lot of that stuff has been discovered. And by the way, I didn't even cover this last week because it was too too salacious. He was calling Dr. Biden out of her name. He didn't call her Dr. Biden. He called her a name that began with a C. And it didn't have anything to do rhymes with runt. And it didn't have anything to do with her being a doctor. Well, I didn't even get into that story last week. Much too aye, salacious. Aye, aye. Exactly. So we shall see when Miranda Devine joins us tomorrow what the latest is with all this Hunter stuff. And nobody's covering this thing. That foreskin, um, 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 uh, how did they get in? They, they hacked into the computer. So, Interesting. We have phone calls we have to take, but when I get back from the phone calls, there's a medical board now threatening, medical boards threatening to revoke the certification of OBGYN doctors that they say are providing abortion misinformation. Misinformation. What is misinformation? Misinformation is letting women know that there are other alternatives besides abortion. And so now these OBGYNs have to shut up. You see what's happening in the medical community, folks? Do you see what is happening to your medical community, not just with this COVID, vaccines, and now abortion? You are not allowed to say anything but the view that a certain elite wants you to say, even if you are a doctor or a nurse or a pharmacist or an OBGYN, shut up unless you're going to tout the line. But we'll get to that in a moment. Let's start on the telephones in New Jersey with Carol. Carol, thank you for waiting. You're on with James Golden. It's both Stanley's Rush Hour. How are you this afternoon, Carol? No, I was in the hospital. I fractured my kneecap. I felt like an athlete in several places, and that's why you haven't heard from me in a while. But I'm oh, back. my goodness. I'm back well, I'm, we hope that you're rec- are you recovering well from that. So sorry to hear it. Are you recovering well? I am. <laughs> but, you know, I wanted to mention I love Sean Connery, of course, but I also liked Roger Moore because I thought, unlike the other Bonds, that he had a sense of humor, which I appreciated. Yeah, yeah, Roger Moore was. That's why I said those movies to me, they almost were on the verge, the Roger Moores, of sometimes being slapstick and kind of jumping the shark with stuff. Daniel Craig could have all these outrageous things, but Daniel Craig to me was a, he was a tough guy. He was a, he was the real tough guy, Bond. I mean, there is one scene 
that if you have not seen it, it is in the Casino Royale movie where, <clears throat> anyway, it's a, it's, it's a buster. It's a, it's a real buster scene. Uh, so, Carol, what did you talk, what did you call him to talk about, Alvin? Yeah, I wanted to talk about Alvin Bragg. He needs to go. <laughs> he definitely needs to go because I really so ridiculous what, you, what he did. With all this pressure, let me ask you a question, Carol. Why do you hmm. think that Alvin Bragg is making these decisions that everyone else seems ludicrous and is willing to stand by them? What do you think he hopes to achieve? I have no idea. I think he just has, you know, an an idea or I don't know what you want to call it, but I don't think he's making the right decision. He's costing people, I'm telling you something, he's making New York unsafe. Yes. His decisions are not just decisions for bad policy. They're decisions that affect the safety and, in some cases, the lives of New Yorkers. This man is dangerous. His decisions actually end up costing people bodily harm and their lives by letting these repeat criminals wander the streets. He needs to be removed. I agree with you, Ho. And that should be the central issue. Republicans, that should be the central issue of this governor's race, make this Mm -hmm. race about Alvin Bragg. (laughs) Love you, Carol. I'm glad. Keep healing well, Carol. So happy to hear from you again. Heal up, darling. We love you. Uh, Let us go to Steve in Brooklyn, New York. Steve, welcome. You're on Boston Airways Rush Hour. Remember, Cats at Night comes up next. Also remember... If you're planning on vacationing, take the WABC app with you. You can get it at WABCradio.com. We stream worldwide 24-7. Steve, what's on your mind this afternoon? Uh, The woke, um, there's no question about it, but the woke inmates are running the asylum. You asked earlier, um, in what universe could uh, Joe Biden get reelected over Trump? It finally dawned on me where that could happen. Have you heard the recent... um, nuclear war warnings for people in which they are telling people to stay away from the glass windows and if there is a thermonuclear bomb go off they should wash off their clothing now do we do that before or after we're soup (laughs) Um, in, in a world that believes that we can survive thermonuclear war with um hydrogen bombs that are a million times hotter than earlier um, people actually believe this nonsense, and they're willing. To, the people on the far left are insane in the same way. They want to believe such nonsense. Thinking is the enemy. That Ooh, is, interesting thinking, point. Thinking is the central issue that the left does not want anyone to do on their own. Think. To think independently and to think, by the way, not just independently, but to also have the research and the wherewithal to back up your findings and create a discussion. This is what is so dangerous. Let me just briefly turn to this story that I refer. This is a Fox News digital story. Pro-life obstetricians and gynecologists are sounding the alarm after the medical board that certifies them in the United States and in Canada. 
has now threatened to revoke these doctors' certification over quote-unquote misinformation and disinformation about abortion and and about COVID-19. Folks, this is getting scary. No, this is not getting scary. This is beyond getting scary. Frontline doctors across the United States of America, and I had a long chat with one of them this weekend, who has done the research, who has delved into all of the CDC numbers, and he says many other doctors have done the same things, and they have concluded that what the American public has been told about COVID, what they've been told about the chances of death in certain age groups is disinformation in itself. Yet, if you speak out as a doctor and say, hey, what they are feeding the public is BS, you, your practice is under threat. You will have newspapers that are joined to the hip with these medical associations target you and try to drive you out of business. And right now, here's another one. Now we have the medical board that certifies OBGYNs in the United States and Canada saying, you better toe the line to what we tell you when it comes to abortion and COVID-19. Otherwise, we're going to take away your ability to make a living. This is censorship. This is telling these doctors that they must withhold evidence-based information about what abortion can do to a woman. This is telling doctors they have to violate their Hippocratic Oath if they think it's their duty to advise their clients on an effect of something they might do. But this is using the heavy hand of these organizations to make sure that whatever the liberals and progressives want society to think is the narrative is put into place, and there is no room for other discussion. It is time for doctors, nurses, other health practitioners and researchers to find another way that doesn't cost their jobs to get information to the public because what we are seeing now is worse than Stalinism. And it is a concerted effort from these medical boards, from the government and their allies in the drive-by media. James Golden, Bo Snerdley's Rush Hour. We're coming back. More of your calls right after this. Rush. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snerdley. Bo Snerdley. On 77 WABC. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. Bruno, he's your numero uno. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snerdley. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snerdley. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snerdley. Hey, 
that point. Rock it, baby. That's how you find the one. What you did? Okay, here it comes. What? Yes. Get with the funk. Flashlight, baby. This is Wild Cherry, 1976, number one hit, 1976. Play that funky music. 1976. Thank you, Rich Rada Bally. Play that funky music, white boy. See, then you just say white boy and no one would get offended. They wouldn't get woke and want to demand you close your showdown. Or close the hoedown. And it is so funky. Yes. All right, we got to get back to the telephones because we can listen. I can listen to that whole song. Let's put that for Saturday so we can jam on that again this Saturday for sure. All right. Good. Tom in the Jersey Shore. Welcome. You're on James Golden's Rush Hour. Bo Snurley's Rush Hour here on WABC. How are you, Tom? I'm doing good, James. Since you were talking about the 007s, I had a, um, well, I still have my, my little girl. She was going to school in uh, New York, going to college. And back in 2013 and, two, uh, wait, 2013 and 2014, she was living uh, in the Lower East Side in a condo uh, that a friend of hers, her father, bought. And um, she calls me one night and she says, uh, so-and-so, he pitches for the Mets. Um, do you know him? And I said, yeah, I'm not going to mention the, the guy's name because okay. he, was not a very, he was not a nice guy. So he, she says, what do I, what do I say? Um, just say good morning. You don't ask these people for autographs or pictures. You're a neighbor. So uh, she does that. You know, good morning, Mr. H. Let's, let's put it that way. The guy okay. know, looks completely different. Calls me back like two days later. She goes, Dad, do you know Daniel Craig? And I said, I don't know him. He's 007. Everybody knows him. He's a world-famous actor. She goes, he lives in the building. I said, same thing. You don't. Uh, you just say, good morning, Mr. Craig. Uh, you don't ask him for anything. And um, he, say, he says back to her, good morning. They're in an elevator. It was a little building, nondescript building. And um, uh, she, she comes back the same day. And... Daniel Craig comes back into the building. Well, he had asked the doorman what my daughter's name was. So when she comes back into the building, uh, she uh, she says to him, hello, Mr. Craig. And he said, hello, Madison. I mean, total class. You know, he found Uh, it out. And he lived there with his wife. And according to my daughter, she, she said, I never wanted to get off the elevator when Mrs. Craig was on. I think she's an actress. I'm not sure. But uh, Mr. Craig showed a lot of class by knowing how to respond to even a kid because she was about 20 at the time. What a class act, Tom. Thank you for sharing that story. What a class act. Thank you. Appreciate it so much. Let us quickly move to Jim in Center Reach. Jim, welcome. You're on Boston Everybody's Rush Hour here on WABC. 
Yeah, thanks for taking the call, James. I'm a James also from Ozone Park back in the day. Uh, listening to Biden over the weekend, which I try not to do, and he's carrying on about a, a situation with a 10-year-old girl who I think he said was raped and she, her parents yes. did not get an abortion. He was yes. carrying on. So I, sh- I shut it off. This morning on um, Sid and uh, what, Bernie. Bernie and said, Sid. They, yeah, Bernie and Sid. I listened on the radio. Um they said that it was a hoax, the story. This whole fourteen oh, this whole story has not been verified. Now let me just say this, and I don't say it in defense of Biden, I just say it to be accurate. I had read the ten year old story too, that this was a ten year old girl that could not get it. It was said anecdotally, and this is one of those things where the story started to circulate around. But when people started trying to dig out the facts, they couldn't find any of the supporting facts. So Biden may have heard this story just like I had heard the story and assumed it was true, but nobody fact checks at the White House these days, apparently, which is another thing that just shows how inept this White House is. There's also something really disturbing. There's never mind, because it's Biden kissing his grandkids and someone has compiled pictures of it. And I got it's kind of just weird. I'll just leave it like that. Come on, man. Yeah. Morristown, New Jersey. Welcome. It's another James on the phone. James, how are you? Welcome, WABC, Bo Stanley's Rush Hour. How are you, James? Hey, James. Good to talk to you. Um, so, yeah, this is going back towards the beginning of the program when you're talking about Mr. Alba. And it's it's kind of funny you played that, play that funky music white boy song because it's kind of a little bit on topic here. Uh, you, you know, I've listened quite a bit, and you're always pretty fair in your assertions, so I'm just kind of wondering your opinion. I'm wondering, and we were talking about the woke mind virus, too. This kind of plays into that, where blacks are victims and uh, perpetually. Uh, I think the woman in that case seemed to me look like she was going, it should be premeditated murder or assault. Why else did she get her man back there to mess with the dude? And the final question is, if the guy's last name wasn't Alba, but was Flanagan or something like that, O'Sullivan, whatever, bottom line, if he, if he was a white guy, do you think the bail would have been reduced? Honestly. Or would there have been Honestly, a, oh, hell no. a bigger outcry? Oh, hell no. Oh, hell no, the bail wouldn't be reduced. And the only reason the bail was reduced was because so many people were outraged over it. But if they could play this black-white thing that they always do, they they try to make, look at look at that. Okay, we don't have to go far with this. Look at that couple in in St. Louis, right? BLM crashes into their gated community. BLM is walking around telling people in their gated communities that the, they're coming through and they're going to disrupt. A couple looks at this, and they are frightened. So they get their guns, and they stand out in front of their house. Oh, no, you're not coming in here. The woke DA arrests the couple. The people that actually trespassed in the community, that made threats in that community, nothing happens to them. Why? Because they're wearing the BLM banner. The people that are arrested are white. Because it fits with the narrative. Ooh, look at these white supremacists trying to save their property, willing to hurt black people. It was such garbage. Wokeism is garbage. 
I'll tell you what. Let's go to Gracie. Time is running out. Gracie, my Gracie, how are you this afternoon? How are you, my beau? Listen, you said um, why is uh, Bragg doing what he's doing? He's doing what yes. he's doing like all the other district attorneys that were supported by Soros, but also who believe, like Obama, that the United States has to be fundamentally changed. They want to destroy this country. Once there is complete havoc, no order, then they could have the people in power martial law like Lenin and Stalin did and Mao. Now, study your geography, your history, and babies, that's the bottom line. Wake up, everybody, because they're out to get all of us. And you know what Orwell said? All animals are equal, but some are more equal than others. These idiots think they're going to be the more equal ones, but believe me, they're not. We're all going to be in the ditch. And, and uh, Trump, whom I love as much as I love my rush, no, they were against him because he saw what was going on. And both, thank you for Absolutely. letting me make so much noise. You're not making noise. You're making so much sense. That's Gracie. Okay, that's it for us, folks. John Katz is up next. Catch at night. We'll be back tomorrow with Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. In the meantime, may God bless and protect each one of you and your families. We will see you here tomorrow on WABC Talk Radio 77 for Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. Until then, bye. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.